0: rim priscilla queen of the desert uh blank man iq major league two low down dirty shame Ernest goes to school um sorry i got distracted Uh, (laughs) hello you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy and there's your boy trav and we are your Oscar Grouches, and welcome to the Oscars, the podcast Thursday show, Thursese, where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one perennial Oscar bridesmaid and knower of cinema, Mr. Martin Scorsese. And what are we watching this week, Zach?
1: This week, we're watching Mad Dog and Glory, which is about a shy, loner, scatman cop who wants to keep Uma from living her life in a perpetual crime debt Groundhog's Day. I'm
0: really sad he didn't introduce her to Oprah.
1: Oh, I know.
0: They're in Chicago. Yeah. Mhm. Perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity. David Letterman would have been so happy. Yeah. This is everybody's first time seeing this movie. Yes. Yes. Uh yes for me. So Oscar Firsties on Woo-hoo. this one. Uh, uh have you guys heard of this movie before? I had heard of it. Because it was it was always one of those things where it would come up in conversations especially with like actors playing against type. And get Robert De Niro and Bill Murray essentially just switching roles.
2: Yeah, and we—I feel like we know why they switch roles. Probably. I'd,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd um I'd only ever like seen the title of the movie like looking at Robert De Niro's uh filmography. So
0: mm-hmm. so now we cross another one off the list. Uh, there is no Oscar breakdown, so we're just going to jump into the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do we like? Mad Dog and Glory. Hmm. I liked it. You, you know? Hmm. I Yeah, I, I feel like it has its charms. Absolutely. It's only like 90 minutes and it's pretty yeah. easy watch. Yeah. It
1: I yeah. It's it's weird. It's kind of a weird movie. I don't I don't dislike it. I do kinda like it. It's yeah. interesting.
2: The problem the real problem I have with this movie that is Bill Murray is just not believable <laughs> as a one, a crime mob lord, and two, <laughs> an actual threat to anybody. That's <laughs> and, the real problem with this and, movie.
0: And three, a White Sox fan.
2: A White Sox fan.
1: Oh, yeah, because he's a Cubs I, fan.
0: Yeah. Through and through.
1: So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with all those points. I mean, I'll I have to admit. Uh this is kind of a slap on my wrist, but I haven't seen um um analyze this. Mm-hmm. Oh, is is this movie. at all a precursor to like the kind of I mean he talks about being in therapy and you know I mean playing the against the idea of the stoic crime boss anyway.
0: Yeah. So, so crime boss who's in touch with his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this movie is shot much earlier than it comes out. Okay. So around the time that they'd be that they were gearing up for this movie cuz De Niro De Niro was pretty much on board uh as soon as Scorsese got the script and um they would have been shooting or doing press for Goodfellas around the time that they were like developing this film. Okay. That's how, because it comes out in 93. So it's 1990 when they're developing it. And um, uh, they were looking for a director on it. And I keep forgetting this guy's name. John, John McNaughton. McNaughton. John McNaughton was really interested in coming in and directing The Grifters. Hmm. So he sent in, he tried to send Marty a, uh, a tape of his film, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah. But apparently that didn't reach him in time to do The Grifters but fell into his lap while they were developing this film. So he said, oh, I really like that. And I'd like to see what this guy could do with a pretty modest budget in a studio picture and brings him on. But as they're developing it, uh, Scorsese goes into production on Cape Fear. So they have to pause shooting this film so he can go off and do Cape Fear. and And then he comes back and they do this film and they put it in front of test audiences right and the test audiences are like wait a minute you're uh the ending was that essentially uh bill murray frank milo just beats the ever-loving shit out of robert de niro (laughs) at the end of the movie robert de niro only gets one punch on him and Mm. audiences were confused that raging bull would be able to be bested in a street fight like that (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: See, I see that. This so this is why I read. It. it says such a reaction was ironic, because De Niro had actually been offered the Milo role and had insisted on the Wayne role instead, precisely because of its meekness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I,
0: what I can see that. I mean, going from going from Goodfellas to you know Awakenings is the same year as Goodfellas, right? Goodfellas. And think, and yes. Then, yeah. 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 awakenings the same year as Goodfellas. Doing um doing Kate fear almost right after goodfellas like i, I could see not but your to.
2: other guy is bill murray
0: <laughs> <laughs> which which was de niro's idea <laughs> they wanted it to be al pacino but pacino was busy with something else so he couldn't I, do it
2: that's way more believable though yeah yeah
1: bill murray does something interesting with the character but i don't know it's like outside of this movie or if they played more to the comedy of the movie, because I mean, if they sold it more as a comedy rather than just these two kind of guys who are having a crisis in their line of work or whatever, it might have worked a little more. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. De Niro's okay, but I don't love his performance. It's kind of. It's just. I don't think he fully.
2: I don't know if there was a lot to express. I got to say this. Denier De looks like he's the worst kisser and uh, of all time. Every yeah. time I see him kissing in a movie, it looks disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he does not know how to kiss. It is insane.
1: The, yeah, these some of the more awkward love scenes, love making scenes that I've I've Watch. And, we, you know, we're with them for quite a while. Uh, I mean, through the whole premature scene and then, you know, <laughs> his, his next... He's pre- just breathing so hard. And I don't know if that's a stylistic choice to uh, ramp up his awkwardness. Premature's
2: <laughs> not even the word. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. We got back-to-back pod uh, episodes on uh, some... Pant ejaculations, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if some of the choices made Almost like common. to <laughs> to focus on his breathing and his breath and the kissing noises because there's nothing sexy about any of those scenes other than, I mean, Uma Thurman looks good, but <laughs> she's quite lovely in this movie. I think she's probably the best performance.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hands down.
1: Yeah. So don't yeah. like, um, I do like David Caruso in this yeah, movie. Yeah, me
0: too.
2: <laughs> me too. I mean, he's I'm just
1: always, always. He's always a cop.
0: I don't know. I'm not normally a huge fan of David Caruso, but there's something about him in this movie. Yeah.
2: I, I liked Mike Starr too as the bodyguard.
0: Mike Starr is always, he's always a steady hand. He's, Dude, I,
2: always. He's always a uh, uh, meathead of some sort.
0: I I can't think of a time that I've seen Mike Starr pop up in a movie where I'm like, oh, this is just taking me out of the movie. He's right. so good. He's <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, the, honestly, the fight was one of the better parts of the movie. And even though you don't get to see the whole thing, I just like when they walk in the room and they're just exhausted. They just beat the shit out of each other and they're exhausted now.
1: <laughs> they had principles. Watch, watch The Glass Door. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the opening scene was really strong, like yeah. very violent. And I mean, the movie doesn't really stick with that kind of tone. Say, so. it's,
0: it's, it's a scene that's just from a completely different movie. <laughs> Absolutely, because I didn't
2: even think he was a cop. I thought he was like a photographer for the police station or something. And then yeah. it was like, he's a cop. And I'm like, well, why is he taking pictures of yeah. the crime but, scene? That wouldn't even be a cop's job. <laughs>
1: nice. He's maybe, I I don't know. Well, (laughs) If it's Chicago, you feel like they'd have a full staff and a full (laughs) dedicated crime scene investigators. In in
2: all fairness, this movie was so well received that uh, John McNaughton went on to produce several television movies for the rest of his career. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) Martin Martin has... uh, I... I'm gonna use a user sports reference. Bill Belichick is regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all times. He doesn't know how to produce other good coaches. That's is like <laughs> kryptonite, Martin. Can we just gonna kind of throw the man genius under the bus. Martin just doesn't know how to pick directors, in my opinion. Because, well,
0: I mean it's it's weird because. Right right now, we've covered two of his producing credits. And Stephen Frears goes on to have a really up-and-down career, including some just excellent films. Hmm. So it's, it's weird that I don't think it works for the movie he's doing, underscore Scorsese. but you know, he does High Fidelity, which is an incredible film.
1: Right. I think, yeah, probably the problem here, at least with these two, is it's like Marty's picked movies that maybe he would be doing Good at, and like you said, Trav. he's not picking the right directors for the material, probably, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and you know, and I know John McNaughton uh did Henry portrait of a serial killer, which is a pretty deranged serial killer film, and uh he didn't want to be typecast as the horror guy, yeah, right, so I understand him wanting to branch out, but I just don't know that this was the film he should have directed and you know, and I like this film. I don't. It's kind of a weird relic. Yeah. Uh, but I can also recognize how it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. It's one of those ones that, like, yeah, I I don't dislike it. I watched it. I'm not sure if I'll watch it again. I'm um I'm much more picky uh movie collector these days, though. I still collect physical media, and I usually mar like I judge a movie by its merit would I buy it I I wouldn't buy this one I wouldn't I don't care to necessarily have it in my collection right um but it's not terrible it's interesting yeah. it's got some ideas that I think are probably used better in future movies it just didn't have the tone right
2: at least at least we have a full thought process hmm. unlike you know his last producing credit that just seems unfinished at times and at least you know, even if there's certain aspects that are not un- that are not believable to me, um, at least you know I feel like, ah, it was a full thought process,
0: right? And, and we haven't even brought up the fact that this is written by Richard Price, which Weird. I assume is why I expected
2: Martin- it to be a little bit better, to be honest. Yeah,
0: which which I assume is why Martin is interested in it in the first place, hmm. right? I mean, Price Price hasn't steered him wrong so far.
1: Yeah. Do we uh how do we feel about uh Glory? Do we think she's uh earnest in maybe she does care for Wayne or is she, is I frank think, right in saying that she's manipulating him? I don't know.
0: I don't I don't particularly see anything in the language of the film to prove otherwise.
2: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh,
0: I, and I think it's I think it probably comes down to Thurman's performance. She's playing it very earnestly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there doesn't seem to be like a a hidden motivation in the things she says, or like they don't they don't do little cuts to her when things like that are said about her that make her look a little apprehensive or anything. So uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I I just think the number one question is. Is this when her hatred for Bill started? Yeah, probably. Is this the movie?
0: <laughs> they don't share a lot of screen time, but I'm I'm not going to say no.
1: I didn't uh know much about that. They got some beef.
0: No, she- I'm just talking about cuz she wants to kill Bill.
1: So, oh, oh. You know. Gotcha. Ha. Ha
2: ha.
0: Well, you know, that probably is correct because they would have Probably done press together in '93, around the same time she would have been shooting Pulp Fiction, where mm. her and Quentin Tarantino come up with the idea for Kill Bill. There you go. Because uh. because on the set, uh, Tarantino would apparently just shout out every now and then, Uma Thurman's gonna kill Bill.
1: Hmm. There you go.
0: That was the selling point of the movie. You yeah. know, it was uh,
2: I'm gonna kill Bill. <laughs> That's that. Oh <laughs> That's <wow>. that. <sighs> Yeah, I just I don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I really don't have a whole lot of thoughts on it.
1: It's a movie.
2: It's a movie.
1: It's a it's a weird it's another one 90s to movie. rack
2: up for the uh, Bill Murray, you know, catalog, the De Niro
0: catalog. Yeah, and, and you know, and as as an actor, I understand them wanting to take these roles. You don't get to play this often, so why
1: not do it? one thing i'll say about this movie is it made me want some cake those cakes look really good those Those cakes cakes did look really really good
2: agree De Niro didn't think so though
1: (laughs) (laughs) fuck that cake right in the trash
0: right Right in the the trash trash. all right but yeah any any other notes on mad dog and glory no i'm uh, i'm good all right well let's get into our worsty judgments Yeah. where is this sitting on your Thursese rankings.
2: Well, I gave this film a three and a half star. Um, I'm thinking maybe I am going to drop it down to a three, though, because I feel like three and a half stars are typically movies I really enjoyed. So, but either way, I got to sit at my number 12 spot right behind Last Waltz and right above New York Stories. The only reason why I have it above New York stories, honestly, is because uh, New York stories is so his 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 is just so short in it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where it's sitting. It, middle of the pack, pretty meek. Think. Okay. Sitting
1: on your Thursday wink Um, I'm gonna have it cozied right up next to last week's the Grifters um, at number twenty. Uh, in between Boxcar Bertha and Cannonball. Um, it's it's okay. Both those movies are okay. The little bit of an identity uh, issue. <laughs> but yeah. How about you, Mr. Paul? Where you got uh, it?
0: Uh, I have this down at number 24, but I still have it at three and a half stars. I don't think I have anything really under three. Uh, I got two movies under three stars right now. So... Um, I I enjoyed this film. I I think it's it's sweet and it's the kind of film that I don't know. As an actor, I appreciate the uh, the the leads all challenging themselves to different yeah. roles. And while I don't think they all are very successful, I I can at least respect them. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's cute. It's a fine movie. I don't think I'm going to watch it again, but I got it down at number 24. Yeah, uh, right under Boxcar Bertha, right over Elvis on Tour.
1: Yeah, I did enjoy the music in this movie, though. The I'm a yeah. big fan of jazz. so Yeah. It was nice.
0: All right. We're going to call it there. Trav, you want to let people know where they can find you on the media's social?
2: Of course, you can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. I am also on the Twitter. At T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K Where I'm also on Letterboxd ranking and rating my favorite movies And to keep the tradition going like Paul does I watched a slew of movies this week But most notably Ooh. I just watched the Reboot reboot of Halloween 2018 The Texas Chainsaw Massacre But shittier
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's my thoughts on that Shitty Zach, where can the peoples find
1: you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-S-T-E-R. TikTok, House Havoc, Letterboxd, Searching My Name. Yeah, Mr. Workman.
0: You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I am doing a running tally of all the films I watch. And I also got to watch a slew of films. Uh, And the one I want to point out the most this week is I watched The Wolf and the Lion because mm-hmm. I like movies with the animals in them, and this movie was terrible. Oh.
2: What, what is the French name for it? Do you remember?
0: It is Les Loup et Les Lions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that translates
0: into The Wolf and the Lion. Les loups, Les loups, Les loupes. Uh, I was thinking
1: pack. of The Lion in Winter.
0: Oh, okay. Now, this is a film about a girl that adopts a wolf cub and a lion cub. Uh, and it is bizarre (laughs) Uh, I watched it with uh, past guest Joe Tapia and the two of us just kind of mystery science theater the whole thing it was was an enjoyable watch for a really bad movie there we have it Uh, and Zach what are we watching next week
1: next week we're back with Marty in the director's chair for Casino
0: we've been
2: waiting for this one
1: (laughs) Heavy hitter, you can rent it on Google Voodoo, YouTube, or stream it on Amazon Fubo TV, Philo, or Sling (laughs) TV. Sling it on over, uh, squirt it on over. (laughs) Yep, blow up in your car.
0: (laughs) <laughs> we would like to thank Trav. Trav, hey, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, no.
2: Problemo. Yes,
0: the, the wonderful producer of our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Rissy Pod and on Facebook, The Oscar Rissy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to
1: be seen in the almighty hell of Oh fuck! I forget what song he was singing. I was just singing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It
0: was not Max and Knife. Different Louis Prima song.
1: Oh well, I forgot that too. I was singing like he did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So four, trap, Zach, Louis Prima. If you're a fan of his, you can't be all evil. Good luck like for all have a damn fine day.